system. This is the cheesy voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. It's time now for the food show. Here we are back again, ready to talk about eating and about cooking and about drinks and uh, anything that comes together at the table and brings about not just the satiation of the appetites, but also uh, friendliness. You never know who you're going to meet in your dinner table. Or I guess, come to think of it, that was a stupid thing to say. Of course you have control over that. Well, there we are in the ditch right only a minute into the program. How did that happen? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Our number is 260-6368, It's a reasonably decent day outside. It was a wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoyed it. And now we are out of the holidays for sure. Officially, as of last night, uh, the, the uh, uh, Christmas season had ended, uh, and we're working our way to the carnival season, which is uh, officially starting today. And we have a long way to go. Mardi Gras is late this year, May, no, excuse me, it's not going to be May, March uh, 5th for uh, for that. And, uh, you know, it's a, another uh, memory of how uh, a unique uh, place we live in it is. Our number 2606368. You know what I thought uh, we would talk about today? And I've been trying to focus my mind on this without getting too over-focused, if you know what I mean, too uh, stuck up. It occurred to me, I'll tell, well, let me tell you why this happened. I went over to, uh, uh, over here on the, uh, at the Cool Water Ranch on the North Shore, went out to lunch. I went to the Abita, uh, uh, let's see, what do they call themselves? It's the Abita, um, uh, it's, it's an, a slightly, uh, uh, Roaster, that's it, Abita Roaster. And so you would tend to take from that that they are heavy into coffee, and indeed they are. They have all the unusual coffees and a straight-ahead coffee, too, and a whole bunch of other things. They also do a lot of desserts and sweets and donuts and that kind of stuff, but a little more, a little classier than your typical donut. And uh, they have a full-fledged menu. Mostly it's about breakfast. They do a big breakfast menu over there, big uh, breakfast crowd, too. Uh, but uh, I was, you know, this was long past uh, breakfast time. And what I had on my mind, as you might well imagine, was red beans and rice because they make really good red beans over there. Uh, I had them many times before. Uh, one of the things I like about it is that they serve it on the side with a pancake, but it's not the kind of pancake you're used to. It's a corn pancake. Have you ever had that in your life? Uh, I've never seen that anywhere but there. But they, they take basically all the ingredients that you would use to make just regular pancakes, breakfast pancakes. But they swap it out with uh, corn uh, flour and corn meal, I would imagine. And uh, they come out about the size of pancakes, and you could put sweet stuff over it like, uh, you know, uh, maple syrup, or uh, you could, uh, you know, move over some of the beans on top of it, and that's a good combination, too. But that's what I had on my mind when I went over there. The nice big plate of red beans and rice. They're very generous with it. They have hot sausage, which is my favorite side to go with red beans and rice. I get there. I sit down. I'm talking to the waitress. I always schmooze with the waitresses a lot. And I say, so... What's the situation on the red beans today? 
And I was I was just laughing about that because I figured, you know, well, they move a lot of red beans there. And she said, I'm sorry, we don't have any red beans today because something happened while they were cooking it and they didn't want to put it out, so they just took it off the menu for today. Of all things to happen, the day I'm coming over, and I don't go there that often, not that there's anything wrong with it, it's just that I have a lot of restaurants to go to. And uh, here I am looking around, hoping for red beans and rice, especially the good kind that they do over there. And I had to pick the one day that they didn't have them. Oh, well, things like that happen. Uh, but you know what they did have, and this is something I had no idea was on the menu, uh, and I, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I can't quite make up my mind whether I think it's a good, uh, a good idea or not. They call it a, uh, uh, a, a quesadillo, Mexican dish, uh, you would think, given the name uh, Mexican. Uh, that's definitely something you see on a lot of uh, Mexican menus. But not like this. It kind of looked like a pizza cut into eight, or was it six slices? Well, at least six. And they were uh, also somewhat like, uh, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of puffy. And inside of it is a lot of cheese, uh, chopped up tomatoes, bell peppers, uh, uh, green onions, I think I saw in there. Uh, just a, a variety of vegetables, uh, savory vegetables that go with something like that. The whole thing was included, uh, in, in just enclosed by this uh, this uh, uh, breading. Well, it wasn't breading. It's hard to explain. It's uh, almost like uh, what you would get in a croissant or something, kind of flaky like that. And I, I had no idea what I was getting until it came to the to the table. And it, first of all, it was enormous. They also had really good fresh-cut French fries. I'm pretty sure they were fresh-cut. Uh, they, they certainly had the texture of it. They were bigger than normal fries, and they were uh, very crisp. And uh, but the only complaint I could have is that they were a little heavy-handed on the salt. But other than that, it was uh, it was fine. So uh, anyway, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm going through most of this uh, quesadilla. And uh, I, I could only eat two slices of it, or if you could call those slices. And I uh, packed the rest of it in a box and took it home, which is not something I do most of the time. I usually don't have to because my wife scoops her in right on them, and away we go with that. Uh, she likes to collect uh, leftovers uh, and then to eat them later. It's just a big, big uh, game with her. So uh, anyway, uh, my, my point with this, and I do have one, as I was eating this uh, this cheesy thing, I was thinking, you know what? In all the years we've been doing this program, and that would be 30 years coming up in July. Yeah, in July it'll be 31. And uh, we have never, in my memory anyway, had a program where the theme, and this doesn't mean that you can only talk about this, because I, whatever you want to bring up on the, our program, go ahead, bring it up. Uh, we're wide open all the time. We don't just stick to one thing all day. Uh, but today, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there and see if anybody has a feeling about it. Cheese, cheese as a as a as a theme. What do you think? What's your favorite cheese? What's a cheese you can't stand? I know a lot of people who don't like blue cheese of any kind. Uh, what do you do with cheese at your house? What do you think is uh, the best thing to do with cheese? I mean, just a million things out there. 
The most expensive part of putting out a pizza is the cheese. The cheese is always expensive. Even if it's a cheap kind of pizza, uh, they, you can't get away from having a certain amount of uh, certain uh, level of goodness cheese or else you're going to have the worst pizza in the world or whatever else it is that has the, the cheese in it. So uh, that's my question from you or to you, and I, I hope you can uh, oblige me with, with a phone call. You're always welcome here. And, again, I tell you, if you, uh, if you have the, the thought that, well, you know, is this really appropriate for this show? We, don't, don't even think about it. It's just we're always ready for you. We're always happy to have you on the program, no matter what it is. So uh, uh, you can say, okay, he wants to talk about cheese. I want to talk about beer. All right, well, go ahead. 2606368. This one I, I didn't bother, well, I didn't remember really, to uh, ask him what kind of cheese was in it. There was certainly cheddar cheese. And when you're melting it, I think uh, melting cheddar cheese is a bad idea. I know everybody does it, and you see it everywhere you go. Uh, like all the gratin dishes typically have, well, most of them have uh, cheese on the top, usually cheddar cheese. But you ever watch what happens to cheddar cheese as it as it tries to soften and to get uh, to to, uh, to to start melting? It doesn't sometimes, and it just exudes what I, I'm tempted to call grease, but it's that doesn't really quite capture it. And uh, I think uh, a lot of dishes that would would be better with less cheese. Uh, are out there. I'm always running into that. Uh, a, a dish that you take a couple of bites and you say, well, I can see how somebody would like this. But once you get through about maybe half of what you've been given, it's over the edge. And uh, I, I really disdain the use of uh, cheese, of uh, cheddar cheese in particular, uh, to be melted on top of something or inside of something. Like, I don't think... Uh, Hot muffalettas. This is a, a point we have made more than a few times on this program over the years. Uh, I think the idea of hot muffalettas uh, just ruins the muffaletta. It's just, it's totally wrong to me. But that's my feeling on it. If you completely disagree with me, come on, call us over here, 260-6368. We'll talk about it. I'm not going to try to talk you out of your taste. That's Your taste is your taste. That's it. You, you, uh, are allowed to have whatever taste you have as long as you're not killing other people or anything like that. Anyhow, uh, 260-6368. It's cheese day in a, in a weird kind of way. 260-6368. Let's see. I, uh, over the weekend, I did something I swore I would never do again. Uh, our travel agent let us know that uh, the Cunard line, this is the probably the oldest continuously functioning uh, cruise boat, cruise ship, really, because uh, their ships are huge and they're designed to go across the Atlantic Ocean and take it. Uh, anyway, the Cunard line, they have three, uh, uh, they have three ships. Uh, there is uh, the Queen Elizabeth. This would be the third of the Queen Elizabeths. Uh, this one is fairly new. It is currently on a world tour. 
they all of their ships do that every year. They make a world tour of the whole world. I mean, really, I, talk about something I'd like to do. I don't think there's a chance in the world I'll be able to swing it uh, soon enough. But the uh, anyway, they're, they're going around the country, uh, around the world, and uh, at, at some point, they are going to get to Alaska. Now, this ship, as a matter of fact, uh, Cunard ships in general have never, uh, well, not in the last 20 years, they say, uh, they have not gone to Alaska. And I thought, you know, it's been a while since we've been to Alaska, too. We've did, the Eat Club has done two trips on to uh, Alaska. Both of them were really great. And uh, for some reason, we've just not done it since then. And just all of the pieces of information about it, the possibility of it, uh, it sounded better and better and better. And I said, okay, I give up. Let's do it. So we're doing it, but we're doing it soon. We're doing it in June of this year, which is to, like, say, a real hurry-up kind of uh, thing, although that's not going to result in any problems. Uh, but the only thing that could happen is that we don't get enough people to do it, but I don't think even that's going to be uh, in the cards because we've already got a few people who want to know about it. So anyhow, if you want to know about this, I don't want to dwell on it too much, uh, but uh, we are going to take the Eat Club we have a special group of just about everything we do together, although you don't have to. And uh, all of that is going to be in uh, the latter half of June of this year. And if you want to know more about this, go to my website, nomenu.com slash Alaska. That's all you need to do. Type that into your browser and bang, there's the information. Hope you can join us. We have a lot of fun at these things. Let's see, who's on hold? I, I was given to understand. Oh, take a break. Okay, we will be back with more of the food show after first. Please, this. Yes, we're here. Hi there. Welcome, welcome to our show. Thanks for calling. Yes. Hey, listen, uh, after a few unsuccessful attempts to make the uh, uh, Rocky and Carlos uh, macaroni and cheese, I figured I'd give some advice. And so I, I think part of the problem is I'm, I'm not sure the name. I know what it looks like of the pasta mm -hmm. um, and do you have any do's and don'ts and and uh and what could be going wrong here it's just not not as creamy and not as good at all yeah and so uh, i got i have the ingredients for the third attempt but i figured mm -hmm. I'd, uh, i don't want to waste it <laughs> i have i have never seen that kind of pasta anywhere but there uh, really it's, maybe that's yeah, why. it's an unusual tubular kind of pasta it is longer than your typical macaroni uh mm -hmm. and and it's narrower but longer and uh to the point where i mean i'm we're talking about two or three inches long here on, on yeah. those things also the the pasta itself is fairly light if you look uh, at it uh, and compare it with anything else out there most pastas are what i would say are too thin I'm, I'm sorry, too uh, thick. Yes. And if you can find pasta that is thinner than that, and I'll tell you one place that has that, and they would sell it to you if you want, is uh, Impostados. I mean, he makes okay. his own pasta in-house, and he mm. makes it really, really thin. It's not tubular, but I, that's a minor issue. Uh, if you get that fettuccine that he does over there and then work up your recipe, uh, what what kind of milk are you are you using heavy cream or are you using something else? Um, half and half. 
Half and half is the way to go. Leave that alone. You might need a little okay. butter in there. In, in fact, the way they do it over at Impostados is that they, they start off with the pasta in the pan. It's The pasta is just out of the, uh, out of the boiler, out of the big pot of boiling water. Uh, they drain it pretty well, and then they throw it in there. It's still pretty hot, and then they add butter to it, and they kind of toss that around a little bit. I think there probably is some uh, olive oil, too. And then they come back with the with the half and half and toss it around some more. And, of course, big fistfuls of uh, grated Parmesan cheese, not the stuff in the can, but the stuff you grate yourself. Okay, yeah, so, so yeah. go over the cheese now. The, the cheese, you, you want to buy cheese that is thin all the way around. You, you, the thicker it is, the harder it is to cook, the worse it is. It, and it, you get to the point where you actually have to chew pasta more than like six strokes or so. And then it, mm-hmm. it just becomes like a wad of bubble gum in your mouth, you know. And uh, so uh, that's, that's the first thing I would do. And then uh, beyond that, to... Cook the pasta first. Take, drain it, but don't ju- just sit around and let the uh, air blow on it. You want it to stay good and hot. Then you add the, the half and half, which I would warm up a little bit, and also mm-hmm. Parmesan cheese, uh, grated Parmesan cheese yourself. For mac and cheese, well, you can do mac and cheese with uh, just about whatever kind of, uh, uh, what kind of. Uh, 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 cheese you want, you know, you you can play around I was just trying to get it. as close as I can to, to the Rocky and Carlos flavor. Well, I'll ask you another question and see how this came out. Have you ever asked them, how do you do this? No, no, I haven't. I've eaten Two. it several times, but no, Next I haven't. Next time you go, ask them. Yeah, there you go. They might, okay. they might tell you, I have a feeling that that's at best a 50-50 chance. But uh, yeah. but I find most restaurants are freer in giving out their recipes than most people think they are. Yeah, I would yeah. say. So, um, okay, well, well, that's fine. Uh, that that sounds good. And I'll uh, and maybe if some, some of the listeners, they, they may know what kind of pasta that is. That would be great. Yeah. It, if somebody it's, could, uh, yeah. it probably, as a matter of fact, it almost certainly has a name. If I were guessing it, I would say Mostachola. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a little smaller than mostachola, and uh, so you know it's there's, there's millions of different shapes and sizes and names for 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 pasta. Well, I keep listening. Mm-hmm. We might have some uh, real big fans of that uh, listening, and mm-hmm. we'll have some advice on this. One of them could be my wife. She's off doing something uh, much more important than this, but uh, she makes a, a killer. Uh, macaroni and cheese, although it's not like uh, the one at Rockland yeah. Carlos. Okay. Yeah. And one other thing, I'm, I'm just let you know, uh, listening to you on HD2 over on the oh, Mississippi good. Gulf Coast. Wonderful. And we get you, in, get you in clear over here. Great. I'm glad to yeah, hear that. So. Thank you for telling okay. me that. It's always good to hear. All right. I'll, I'll be listening in. Yeah, thank you. Good luck with that project. Yeah. Sounds yeah, like it's, okay. uh, wor- it's worth your time. I'll go ahead and do it. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. We'd love to hear from you about anything on your mind having to do with the eating scene around town. Uh, however, uh, our theme today, and we don't want you more or less because of this, uh, it is cheese, just cheese in general. What's your thought about cheese? I think personally that cheese is overused, way overused. There are a lot of things that are just there's, there's one restaurant out there, in fact, 
Uh, they have several dishes that I like. One of them is this uh, tomato basil soup. Another is their house salad, which has some really interesting greens and a good and a good dressing. And uh, there is also uh, a potato dish, if I'm remembering right, uh, that is also kind of has melted cheese all over it. And in every aspect of this, it would be a better dish if they would take the cheese out instead of putting it back in or, or tripling the amount of cheese in it. But uh, talk about something that will engender some uh, very great dissolu- uh, dis- uh, discrepancies in uh, in uh, in uh, I'm I'm caught in my own overuse of language, but the uh, I think this is just uh, just to make something look fancy you add cheese to it. That's that's a lot of people a lot of food companies have that in uh, in mind, and I would say that this thing that I had for lunch today, over at the Abita Roaster, it was actually pretty good. I must say it was better than I thought it would be. But it was uh, sort of a, 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 a flaky pastry filled with cheese and, you know, some seasoning vegetables like bell pepper and onions and, and that sort of thing. It was uh, actually pretty good, but I only ate like two slices of it, and that was it. That was uh, only about a third of it. Speaking of cheese uh, now. Speaking of cheese. Yes, if that, you Google the, Rocky uh, and Carlos and yeah. go to their website, you will find yeah. the recipe for their mac and cheese oh, right well. there. See, well, there you go. There's. I was telling them to ask over there, but that's not make makes even more. They sense. are free with that, you know. Do, yeah. Do they say uh, we uh, dare you to of... make your own? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's it. It's uh, you, you might have a recipe for something, but try to duplicate it at home, and you find that it's always going to be different. I mean, this is why Drago's. You know, they have this million zillion dollar recipe for uh, grilled oysters that has not only been a huge success for them, but for a whole lot of other restaurants. And uh, they're completely free about telling you the recipe. And they say, well, you, you'll not, you're not going to make it the way we make it anyway. You don't so have why the don't equipment. We tell you? You, don't you don't have, have the equipment. That's right. You don't have the quality. You don't have the, yeah, it's, that's, that's all that's a So fact. go ahead. Embarrass yourself. All right. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Do you know what national day it is today? No, what is uh, what national? I was day is reading it your your uh, your your my, my food my, almanac. Food almanac, yeah, that's what yeah. that is. And uh, you have two mentioned, as a matter of fact. I do. Yes, you do. National Tempura Day. Ah, uh, and I'm not even a fan of tempura. I know that. No, I don't really. That was it surprised me that we I found that on there at all. Yeah. But it is also municipal. Now notice the word municipal hot sausage day. Municipal hot? What in the world? What does that mean? And that's, just that's in just bizarre. in our just in our area, just in huh. our, just in our area. You mentioned yeah. that on your uh, on your almanac. It is not National Hot Sausage Day. It is <laughs> it is Municipal Hot Sausage Day. <laughs> so we you know, but boy, now, I come up with the uh, you're, crap, don't I? You're probably asking yourself. Is there anything else today that's national? Yeah, I was I was kind of wondering because I was thinking, you know, here it is. It's only a little bit past half uh, past the uh, uh, the quarter after Mark on the clock, which means that we have we're we're done with one fourth of the show. But whatever, okay, who cares? Yeah, but you know, yeah. I, I'm you know I'm sorry to say that it's National Bobblehead Day. Yeah, 
And and now you don't have one. Why is that? I, I don't. Well, because there's no food angle to it. I see. Well, no, you could yeah. put it on your on your table, and uh, I while guess you're you eating, you know, hey, and just touch it every once and, in a and, while yeah, and, and make, make your head go would, like that. Who would you uh, most like to see a bobblehead of, and what will it be doing, laughing or crying? No, I would like to see Einstein frowning. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, he, that's about how he felt about things. Well, just one more national day today. All right. It is national, thank God it's Monday day. <laughs> well, you know, what do you do on the weekends that you're trying to escape from? Uh, well, you know, there is this and that. And the other yeah. thing that, that I do, uh, the, the one over there. Yeah. And, and uh, what would that be? Oh, over where? Uh, wherever, you know. It oh. depends on where that is. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yes, but uh, I'm not sure if it's not just a bunch of bunk. I'm sorry to be vague about the whole thing, but uh, a lot of times my weekends are vague. Well, as long as they're not vogue, I guess you're all right. No, I don't dress no? up for them. You know? No? Well, uh, well good. Uh, I, I don't know how to respond to this other than to say, well, keep us up to date on that. I will. No, you know, I, yeah, I, sure. I promise uh, to, to do that regularly and in droves. I am uh, very happy uh, today because uh, the uh, chorus in which I sing uh, is returning back after its hiatus at the end of the year, and uh, we're going to start on some new stuff, uh, some requiems of all things. Although at this, you know, in the coming uh, two or three months, that actually makes sense. I'll, I'll keep everybody up to date. I had they they. they they didn't throw me out, but I, my habits made me uh, be thrown. I, I, I was not showing up at all the rehearsals. And, boy, you can't be in a chorus and do that. It's just my, my calendar was out of just totally insane last year. Uh, I guess things could be worse. 260-6368. We'll, we'll come back with more. Or Was that for a break? I think so, yeah. And we'll be back with more of the food show after first, if you will, this. You are listening to The Food Show. Today is Cheese Day on The Food Show. You don't have to talk about cheese. You don't have to even call me, but I wish you would. We, uh, we To tell you the truth, you know, uh, I could give you a, just a, a grassroots sort of approach to our program, and that is call me about what? When you get here, well, you know, it's, it's like running into a person on the street. You weren't thinking about what you're going to say to a person that you ran into on the street, and when he or she turns up, you don't have to, you don't reach through your notes or anything. You just have a conversation, right? Well, that works fine here too. You get, just just call me. I'd love to hear from you. You have no idea how pleased it is every time that phone rings and it's somebody who has something interesting to say, or even if they don't, they themselves don't think it's interesting. Uh, we almost always do. Almost always, 260-6368. Come on, let's hear from you. And uh, we'd love to uh, share our thoughts about all kinds of stuff. This is America's best eating city. You know who said that? Um, Food and Wine Magazine, which is a good magazine. They've been around. I remember when they first opened shop. It was owned originally by uh, American Express. The reason I know this is that I wrote a few articles for them over the years. I have one, my favorite one that I did for them uh, was uh, an article about the uh, Eiffel Tower restaurant. Do you remember that? Not the real 
Eiffel Tower, mind you, although it was the real Eiffel Tower. It was and still is. The building is still standing on uh, St. Charles Avenue. Uh, what's uh, What street is that? Josephine, I think, is uh, uh, right where it is. And uh, they actually built a restaurant in there using the pieces from the actual Eiffel Tower in Paris, which found that the it, it was being endangered, the, the tower was, because there was too much stuff on it. And there was this big, big restaurant. And they dismantled it, and they packed it in containers, and it was kind of like stuck somewhere in the world for a while. But it ultimately turned up here in New Orleans on St. Charles Avenue. It's still there. Uh, I can never quite figure out what kind of thing is going on there. It's, it's Last time I looked, it was a private party uh, event sort of a place uh, that was open to everybody. But I, I think that's what might still be going on there now. I haven't checked that in a while. But anyway, uh, I, I wrote an article about this place right after they opened, which uh, was very glorious. They really had some great ideas there. Uh, and... Uh, I took photographs of the place and everything. I sent it over. They said, wow, these are good photographs. I I couldn't believe it. I'm not much of a photographer. But uh, then I started doing quite a few articles for them until I got busy with doing this radio show. And then I stopped writing as much as I did back then. Uh, But as if you cared about that, I know you don't. So why bother? Uh, I'm not going to uh, kid myself about that. I I can talk about myself to the end of time. (laughs) But uh, let's not uh, head off that way just yet. 260-6368. We'll talk about you for a while. Tell me what you've been eating lately. What's your favorite cheese? What's your least favorite cheese? Kirk is here on the green phone. Kirk, welcome. Happy New Year, Tom. Happy New Year to you. Good. I've got a restaurant report. Love Uh, to hear it. I don't think we had any cheese, but... No. Um, a little, a rather, let's see, probably maybe six tables and a sort of a sushi bar, a place called huh. Movie on Chapatulas. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a very unusual restaurant. It's Asian, but it's not any particular kind of Asian cooking. They're, they are reaching into every. Asian cuisine that I that they could think of, I guess that they had room to put it out. It's a very small restaurant, but their food is good. The food was very good, yeah, and it yeah. is small, and the servings are they call small and medium plates. Small and, and, and but the, but I found that the prices the prices were very low for what they were putting out. Yeah, they, it was fair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. medium plates, you know. Uh, and anyway, it, it was it was good. It was my wife and myself and. Um, a couple of things that I'd never had before was uh, it was let's see um, pompano they called it a pompano rose or something like that it was uh-huh. basically pompano sushi uh, sort of swirl just wrapped the, the thin slices wrapped to look like a flower I can't uh-huh. remember exactly what they called it well, but I'd never had pompano raw before um, and another dish they had was a salmon which as I tasted it with chopsticks I was like well, it's kind of peculiar taste. I mean, it was good, but it was different. And my wife, who always reads the menu and does the order, actually told me I couldn't see it, but there's they're, a banana. They're, they're taking uh, they're taking over everything, by the way. In case you haven't heard. Yeah. The women, I mean. Oh. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was done. 
<laughs> I was about to say, I think that is the most widespread uh, uh, disagreement with it. Yeah. Said everybody says, oh, no, no, they've, they've had control for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was good. I thought uh, maybe yeah. some of your listeners had not been there or driven past it. There used to be a, a, a sort of a boutique. Looks like somebody's house at, there. at some point. Uh, yeah. it, this is uh, it's it's a, a funny name Luva I think or, or something Luvi, like that. I think L U V I. L U V I. Oh look. And it it's up. just just downriver from the on Chapatulas. Yeah, right the before you get on, to to uh, Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah down right. So if, before you get to Jefferson, if you're heading up, river. Uh, but we thought it was nice, and we had a, a little Japanese beer and a. Buddha shade bottle, which was fun. And uh, anyway, I'd recommend the place. Um, it's it's different. It looks like uh, by the people, some of the people in there, they have a few regulars that come in. Uh-huh. Uh, but but like a lot of places, it seems it, it seems to be aimed at the uh, Instagram or yeah the, yeah. I, ever, and I that's, that's look not a certain a, way. Yeah, that's not it. I'm not a slight against them. It's just that they're conscious that if food can't only taste good, it has to look good when somebody takes a cell phone picture of it. Well, and that's right. And also, it uh, it also helps for the food to be uh, served in a, an incredibly uh, funny kind of. Well, that's not the word. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, let me back out of this driveway. No, a, ra- a, a, a round white plate's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, but the, what they what they do are the a lot of small dishes, and yeah. that's certainly true of this luvi. You are right, L U V I. I don't know if they pronounce it that way. I don't um, know. But uh, they, the portions are tend to be they, they they seem to be designed so that you'll have a three or four or five course meal, but their prices match that, so you don't spend any more right. than you would in a comparable. Let me uh, ask you something else. Uh, I've only been there twice, but we were there for a while both times. Uh, and at both times, they had very young children. Uh, a lot of the customers who were there, they had very young children, and uh, they weren't make, kicking up a ruckus or anything. I just thought that was unusual to see. Uh, well, that's those... that kind of spot, yeah. Did, no, did that, I don't uh, think anybody no? had. If, if, if someone had a... It didn't stand out anyway. Yeah, uh, I also in the, in the little I have written a short review about it, uh, and and what I thought was uh, the most amusing or uh, mysterious uh, thing of all is the names of some of the dishes. Like they have dishes mm-hmm. who are named Snow White, Stoplight, yeah. Monkey Snack. Oh. Million yeah, dollar baby, dark yeah. forest. What is that? <laughs> well, the dark forest is a uh, is a vegan dish. My wife gets. Oh, it. mushrooms then. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah mushrooms, and uh, it, it reminded her a lot of a Japanese dish she grew she ate growing up, which had meat beef, and that her mother would uh-huh. serve with a raw egg. And the last time we were in, the chef said, "Yeah, that sounds good, but I, I can't serve that that way." So yeah. we went back, and she brought her own raw egg <laughs> in, a, in a jar. That's interesting. And added it to the fish. Yeah. Well, you got to meet her. <laughs> you can't stop them. You just can't stop them. They're, they're going to get it their way no matter what you do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, thank you. 
Thank you for bringing that right, up. Then. That's a that's a good one. See, uh, the name of the restaurant he's talking about is Luvi or Luvi. I don't know. It's L U V I. It's on. Uh, I'm sorry. Who? Kirch. Okay. Kirch, is that you? Hello. Hi there. Welcome this is to Keith. our show. Keith. I'm sorry, I never could. Cheese. Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Keith. K E I T H. Oh, Keith. I'm sorry. That's Keith. okay. Another guy can never could articulate my name to him. I don't know why. But well, anyway, you know, that's uh, important. Some of us stumble over the our own hair. So. Yeah. Well, that's not know. important. <laughs> What's well, important is food. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we went to Pizza Del Monaco the other day. And Pizza Del Monaco. Just, where, where is that? Uh, somewhere on Napoleon, I think. Uh, I think it's run by the same people. Like Pizza Dominica. I'm sorry. Pizza oh, Dominica. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That is the same people that own Dominica. That is. Uh, and that's and sort of their, their takeout. Yeah. Well, yeah, they... they they make a fantastic dough, and they have this incredible oven. Have you ever been to Domenica? No, I never did. Oh, I was go ask over there. You know, it. It's pizza just like they do it in Italy. And, uh, you know, people say that all the time, but most of the time that's not true. I can tell you, having been to Italy and having been to Naples uh, quite a few times, there's a way that they make pizza there, and what we have here is not it. But that place absolutely does have it nailed. Is it different from Pizza Dominica? I mean, d- yeah, it's, Dominica. It's almost, it's almost exactly the same. One of them is really designed for takeout people who just, you know, need two pizzas mm-hmm. at home on their way home from work. Uh, the other ones, the, the one in the French Quarter, just the fact that it's right off Canal Street, you know, that right there mm-hmm. is going to make it at least to a certain extent uh, you know, fill it with a lot of tourists and and other people too. But they uh, they're mm-hmm. both real good. And their prices were just amazingly low to me. Yeah, I was yeah. shocked. We got a medium pizza for fifteen dollars for me and my wife, and we eat. We're not shy about saying that. We eat, and it filled us up. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah. Now we just ordered that... wine and other things, but just saying the pizza was. Well, you know, this is this is something else out of the playbook for uh, Italian pizzerias. They they don't make pizzas anywhere near as heavy as we do here in this country. We we like our pizzas thick with tons of cheese on top, and they don't do it that way in Italy. They really don't. It's it's much mm-hmm. fresher. It's lighter. It's a it's a thinner. Uh, it, you can eat a whole pizza in Italy and not get stuffed until you can't move like i said it filled me and my wife up yeah there you go uh, and this was a medium pizza for 15 dollars. i don't i don't remember which one we ordered maybe the mediterranean but uh, i like the garlic sardine pizza myself that's now i couldn't get my wife to go for that <laughs> well i got well, you I to go for back. it so i <laughs> yeah. i will be but, back well good and Thanks it's for a calling. wonderful place that I highly recommend it. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call. Let's see. Who is over here now? Dave, welcome to The Food Show. Happy Dave. New Year, Tom. Happy New Year. Come on in. Well, listen, I've got to, I'm going to disagree with you on the, the, uh, the hot mufalata. Okay, fire away. Used to get one years ago, a place called Cicero's on Metairie Road. 
I, I remember it, them very well, yeah. It, that's They used to heat theirs up, and it would, made the, the bread crusty, which gave it a little different flavor. And I haven't had one in 20, 30 years, but can you tell me where can you get them heated? Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I would say 80% of pizzas, I'm sorry, muffalettas these days, they, they do get it hot. What what gets me is that there's a number of uh, sandwich places where you go and they heat the muffalettas till the cheese melts and the uh, salami starts getting oily. Uh, but if you get a, a roast beef poor boy, which really ought to be heated in the oven, they don't do it for that. It ought to be, uh, you know, that... They leave it alone. Room temperature. I'm not talking about ice cold, but I think a muffaletta is better at room temperature. And when you heat it up, it just messes all the – it's real bad on olive salad, if you ask me. But what do I know? It's just me. Yeah. I think they used to just heat up the the cheese and the the meat and the bread and then put the olive salad on it. So I I agree with you. I wouldn't want the, the olive salad heated. But no. I'm just riding around Abita Springs with my wife, and you're making us hungry. So. Oh, well, uh, I, I'm uh, in Abita Springs myself right now, uh, but I'm not going right. anywhere. I'm just sitting here <laughs> at the Cool Water Ranch. Are you doing a show here? Yeah, every, I, every, uh, on the weekends and our Monday show, I do from uh, Abita. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I, well, you live cool. here. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, we're from Covington, but we just took a ride Close out enough. here. You know, have yeah. you ever gone to um, uh, to Abita Roasters? It's on yeah, Lee Lane. Fact, actually, I'm I'm probably headed there now since my wife you mentioned it. My wife said, "Let's go there." Well, so. uh, the reason I went there was to get their red beans, which I think are really good. But it was just one weird week. Uh, they didn't have red beans. <laughs> they said it, something went wrong with the batch that they were doing, and they said we can't serve this, so they took it off the menu, and I, I, I salute that. Yeah, I'm glad they took it. You know, didn't give it to you if it was wasn't good. Yeah. So, but the you know the other one is is that uh, is that truly a garlic sardine pizza you really had, or is that you pulling a leg? Nah, that's just one of my running sticks. Oh, okay. But it wouldn't be bad, though. I, I eat sardines whenever I can get my hands on them. Not the kind in the can, but the actual, uh, the kind you get out of the Mediterranean. They're about six to eight inches long. You can eat them head and all. Uh, and yeah. you'll see them more in the latter part of Lent than any other time of the year. And there's a, a certain number of people who really love them. I, I'll sit down and eat like three of them, uh, fresh. Oh. Chef Andrea always has them. If you're ever looking for that, sometimes even out of season, he'll have it. Uh, when you said it, I said, I'd give that a try, and my wife gave me a dirty yeah. look. So, <laughs> Well, like so. what else is new? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Enjoy your show, Tom. Thank you. See you. Take it's care. the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Good In case you're just joining us, a caller about a half an hour ago wanted to know how he could get the pasta that you would use to get the macaroni and cheese like the version that they do over at Rocky and Carlos in Chalmette. I have been asked that question uh, many, many times over the years, and the answer is that they use a kind of pasta I've never seen at retail, but maybe it's there and I just haven't noticed it before. But uh, apparently on the website for Rocky and Carlos, they reveal that, and they tell you everything else you want to know, and they uh, they give you a full recipe. That's what I've been told. 
So we'll find out. Maybe we'll uh, dig that up during the news. Stay tuned here on 105.3 FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. The Food Show. More of it coming.